Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 487 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, we'll be hearing from Bilston Operatic Company all about their production of the amazing Full Monty. Uh, We're talking to the boys this week. We're going to talk to the girls next week. So that's on the way on the show. Also, there's more from the Grand. Tell you about that in a minute or two. That'll start the whole proceedings off today. We have got music for you uh, from the Searchers with Frank Allen joining us to let us know about his gig that's coming up very, very soon. Part of the 60s tour. It's at the end of November and it's in Brum. Also, Rich Kruger joining us for a bit of a natter. We'll be hearing from him and I have a tune from him too. And on top of that, City Lights. There's a lot of music in today's show. We'll be hearing from them and have a musical number from them as well. In addition, we'll be finding out about the Stratford Literature Festival. That's on the way. But first of all, it was the press launch for the Grands Panto for 2018-19. This year, it is Sleeping Beauty. So, I've done several interviews. You'll hear those over the next few weeks. The first of which is with somebody who doesn't speak a lot, and his friend Richard. I video recorded this interview. You can see that on my Facebook page and also on the Milk Bar Podcast Facebook page as well. But let's find out what happened at the press launch for the Grand Theatre's Panto. Richard Cadell is along as part of the cast. Yeah, I like the way you move then. I was yeah. like, if I say your name, you suddenly burst into it. <laughs> I did. Rich- Richard Cadell is part of the cast <laughs> of Sleeping Beauty at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from the 8th of December through to the 13th of January. That's it. That, 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 that's, You've said it all. That, but there is so much more to it than that because you, I, I believe you have a friend with you. Indeed, of course. I mean, let's face it, not many people know who I am really, but as soon as I'm introduced, this little fella, it all makes sense. Come on out then. It's Sooty! Hello, Sooty. Good to see you. There he is, and he's in the panto, of course, as well. And he gets to play himself. He does, which means he's great, because uh, he can just do what he does well, which is lots of magic, lots mm. of stupid stuff, of course. And he hasn't got his water pistol with him yet, uh, has he? He might have his water pistol in the box. Well, don't get it out until the end. If he's uh, asked nice questions, then no squirting. I, okay. I should, I should be good, as long as he is as well. Uh, he'll be on best behaviour. Cubs on her. There you are. That's the way. And it must be great working with a hero of your, or yours. Do you know, it's amazing, isn't it? I do love this little fella. I love you very much, don't I? And uh, I grew up watching The Sooty Show with mm. Matthew Corbett and my you know, parents would have watched it with Harry Corbett. And I mean, everybody's grown up watching it with somebody or other. And I've done it on the telly for the last 20 years. So hopefully, you know, a new generation have grown up watching uh, me do it. But more importantly, Sooty has remained the star of that show for nearly 60 years. So well, more than 60 years, actually. So, um... Everybody has a little bit of sooty in their childhood. Absolutely. I remember watching and uh, with, with Sue and Sweep and the rest of the yes. gang as well. And uh, I mean, they're all such good friends, I think, aren't they? Sooty? Yeah, they're uh, great friends. You love Sue very much. Oh, he does love Sue, doesn't he? And Sweep's your best friend. Yes, of course. We're all one big happy family, aren't we? That's for sure. And some of the antics that you've got up to over the years down there, young man. I mean, it's it's impressive uh, that you've got away with so much of it, to be honest. Squirted Prince Philip with his water pistol. I know, can you believe that? <laughs> Harry Corbett had something to do with that. But yeah, he has got away with a lot and uh, he's still here. Mm-hmm. Still got away with it for all these years. And th- there's only ever been yourself, Harry or Matthew, have ever heard a word that he's saying. Indeed, yeah. In the human world, at least. He has this lifelong sort of condition of laryngitis, not mm. being able to <laughs> speak anything. It's very silent. But I think, actually, that's been the secret of your success, because the fact that Sooty hasn't ever said anything audibly has meant that he can float seamlessly from presenter to presenter. And also, when children have their own little toy Sooty puppets, and we've all probably had them or know uh-huh. someone that's had them, it means that they can also 
do study exactly as they see him on the telly. Yeah, absolutely. That's the way we like it. And uh, I mean, the, the, the history is, is amazing. Um, I, I've seen some of the stuff down in, in Breen, some of the brilliant uh, bits and pieces that you've played with over the years. Oh. It's uh, been brilliant to see that sort of stuff down there. And it is part of that history, as you say, with it, with the generations. Uh, they're going to come along and they're going to know the star of the show in the shape of Sutty. Indeed. And we're going to make sure in the pantomime this year that everybody who knows and loves Sutty sees something they remember. So you can expect lots of nonsense, some incredible magic mm -hmm. and some very funny jokes. What are you doing? No, no, don't. Don't. You said you wouldn't do oh. that. You said you wouldn't do that. I'm sorry. That's don't worry. Fine. It's only bleach. Yeah. You're all right. It... Cheers, Sutty. Let's just talk to Richard then. Um, <laughs> Get in there. Yeah. Sorry about that. Get in! <laughs> Sorry. You must have great fun working with him. It's an absolute nightmare. But uh, it's, it's keep him under control. Yeah. Have a brilliant time in Panto. Break a leg as we well. Will. Even though we've never seen Sutty's legs really on stage <laughs> no, when he's we working with you. That would be a first. It would be amazing. Grandtheatre.co.uk to get your hands on tickets. 01902 The box office number. I'm going to keep an eye on that bear. But Richard and Sutty, thank you for having a chat. It's a pleasure. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. In a moment's news time, we'll hear from Frank Allen of The Searchers. But first, let's take one of their biggest hits. This is Needles and Pins. On the 28th of November at Birmingham Symphony Hall, there's going to be a fantastic evening of music from the 60s. To tell me more all about what's going on, Frank Allen from The Searchers. Hello, sir. Uh, hello to you as well. So what's going on then? Because it's the Unmissable 60s Gold Tour, isn't it? 
Um, well, pretty unmissable, yeah. yeah. I mean, how, how much longer have you got with people like us? And it's a great lineup, and that is a beautiful hall to play in as well. I've got to say, the Birmingham Symphony Hall is one of my favourites ever. Magnificent place. Uh, yeah, we're on tour at the moment on the uh, '60s Gold Tour with uh, we're we're headlining the show, and the other attractions are the great PJ Proby, Steve Ellis from Love Affair, The Fortunes, The Mersey Beats, and Vanity Fair. So pretty wide, extensive ranging range of hits there. But a massive night of music ahead, and it's going to be a rather an impressive show, I'm going to guess, because have you guys have honed your skills over probably more decades than you care to remember? Um, it's been a long time, isn't it? Yes, I mean, I've been a searcher now for just a little over 54 years. John McNally has been there since the inception of the band, was a little semi-pro band in the in the mid to late fifties. So, uh, yep, there's a fair few years under the bridge. And the, I mean, the search of songs themselves, just absolutely timeless. Any favourites you really enjoy playing? There's no doubt that the uh, most, uh, the one with the most impetus, the most uh, force on the people is that when you walk in the room. Mm-hmm. Not the biggest hit, strange enough. I suppose you could say Needles and Pins was the most memorable title if you mention the searches, or in the States if you mention them, it's Love Potion Number no. 9. But uh, when you walk in the room, it's one of those classic pop songs that has all of those wonderful elements. I mean, it's a very dramatic song. It's got great lyrics. It's got a great guitar uh, figure to run through it. And um, just a wonderful song. But 50 million record sales, more than that, around the world, and so many number ones. And it must mean that you're struggling to fit all the hits in that you want to play. Yeah, we mix and match all the time. We change our show constantly because we do an awful lot of shows every year, and we have done for, as I say, five and a half decades now. Uh, we there, there are certain songs that are always in, you know, Sweets to My Sweet, Don't Throw Your Love Away, Sugar and Spice, Needles and Pins, When You Walk in the Room, What Have We Done to the Rain. In the, there are the other ones that come in and out of the show, Goodbye My Love, Take Me For What I'm Worth, Take It or Leave It, Bumblebee, all those things. It's... Uh, it, it is hard to uh, choose, and we do a lot of B-sides and album tracks these days when we do our all-evening shows. Mm-hmm. Of course, on this tour, we're on the um, when we're on the uh, Symphony Hall, uh, we have a, a shorter set, you know, to make room for all the other acts as well. So, basics the big big hits and a few uh, prime choices of the other things. Well, I mean, it is the 60s gold. I mean, it's billed as the farewell tour because uh, uh, some people do want to take a bit of a break from it. I know that you're you know, quite eager to keep performing, but uh, you never know which bands are going to want to take a bit of a rest. But with with the Mercy Beats of Fortunes, Love Affairs, uh, Steve Ellis and Vanity Fair, PJ Proby, which of those acts is the one that you're going to make sure you're watching on the night? PJ. Yeah. I don't want to be disrespectful to any of the others. Cause it was an unfair question. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, PJ is a special person. He is unique in... Um, in, in our era, the voice is still there. He's an older man now. He's, I believe he turns 80 on this tour, uh, but he's he's still a great performer, the voice. Uh, I still get tingles every time I hear somewhere, and uh, no doubt about it, he's unique. He, he has something special. Well, it's going to be an absolutely fantastic gig. As I say, it is all taking place on the 28th of November at the Symphony Hall in Birmingham. Get your tickets, get along and enjoy a fantastic night with the searches headlining. For now, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me on the show. Looking forward to seeing everyone at the Symphony Hall. Cheers, Frank. Ta-ra for now. Bye-bye. I took my troubles down to Madame Rue You know that gypsy with the gold cap too She's got a
That's the searchers here on the Milk Bar. Sounds like it's going to be a fantastic lineup for that 60s night. City Lights have been working hard. They have an album under their belts, and they're with us now. They're going to perform for us very soon. But first of all, we have the boys here with us. Hello. 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 All right. So introductions. First of all, I'm Luke. Uh, More than that? That's, that's, that's <laughs> about as exciting as he gets. Okay, being Luke is yeah. enough. I, I play guitar and I sing. Okay, in the that, band. that's yeah. a good start. Yeah. Now I, I know Tom, so uh, well I get around. It, 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 um, <laughs> I'm Tom the drummer. Slash wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Slash <laughs> many things. Okay. I'm James the bass player. And. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you wanted me. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm B, the, the rapper, the man with the words. Okay, and, and the cool oh, hat. Oh, and, and a cool hat. And a coat. <laughs> that Luke doesn't like, but we don't take fashion advice from Luke. So well, okay. Right. We'll, Evidently we'll, we'll, not. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> and I'm Adam, play guitar. So, uh, how long have you guys been working together then? Wow. Uh, like, entirely too long. Did the three <laughs> of us probably push on... Eight years, something eight. like that, about eight years. Yeah, we worked ten, mate. Mm -hmm. ten. Stop We're giving away ages and stuff like that. We met in nursery, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, but about eight years, so we, 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 this is our like fourth comeback or fifth or something. We're a bit like Bon Jovi, you know, you just keep mm -hmm. going and keep going. Without the long hair. Yeah, well, yeah. we used to have long hair as well. That, that was Derek. Derek. Yeah, we'll we'll the hat, mate. The hat could take it. So, how would you describe the sound then? I mean, how has it sort of evolved over time? When people say, what do you sound like? So I always say a mixture of Arctic Monkeys meets Stormzy, but better. <laughs> do you say that? I always say, like, yeah. the specials, but now. It's nothing like the specials. <laughs> the specials, right, but now. Yeah. I'll tell you quite like, that's a good phrase. Yeah. That, that, that would look good on, on a flyer, yeah, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, are you going to use it now? Yeah. 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 Oh, Maybe. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But, I mean, what have you got recorded? So I know there's an album which you're going to be here so some yeah, bits so off. So, we've got an album coming out. Early next year, we're not put a date on it because then you've got to commit to stuff once it's yeah, day down. Yeah. Yeah, we're, not, we're not ready for that yeah. yet. Uh, <laughs> no, we've just dropped two singles, haven't we? We did uh, our first single, our debut single, Don't Know Me, is doing quite well on, on, on the socials, on Spotify and yeah. whatnot. Um, and then we followed that up with a second single, Elevator, which is out there now, and that's doing doing quite well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next one will be um, Tim, won't it? Yeah. Did yeah. I just drop a bombshell? I wasn't supposed to drop yet. That works yeah. every time. Yeah. So when working together, putting the music together, the three of you, why did you invite the other two along? It's a good question. So to be fair, me and him. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah. We tried to use a machine yeah. to glue the drums. That were <laughs> to be fair, we've been getting rid of drummers for about eight years. <laughs> this is our, what, fifth drummer, something like that? And we're not sure about him yet. We're not certain. It's getting to settle in, isn't yeah. it? That's the difficult part. And then write the name down. The thing is, they've got somewhere to sit. What's your problem? Yeah, Just sit there. They, they get a chair the and stuff. everything. Exactly. Well, yeah. James before me, weren't you? Yeah, so came before me. Me and James met at work, to be fair. Um, that, that was it, really. That was and that, and that, then that James, James was part of the for, for a few years. Yeah. So they sort of joined together there. Are you all based around the same sort of area, though? Yeah, so we all live pretty local, yeah. yeah. We're at the Beach Bar <laughs> Studio just down the road. Yeah, they're very good for recording. They are, they they're are, fantastic they guys are. down there. So it's always good to work with someone like that. It is. And has that helped form the sound as well that you've actually put down as the uh, the album? I mean, yeah, but the sound's got loads of... The, the reason it sounds the way it does is because we've all got loads of different influences. Like, yeah. I'm an Oasis boy, I like my 90s stuff, yeah. and, you know, these guys, ads will tell you, he's into 
hair metal or something. Yeah. Yeah. Guns, guns and roses. Yeah. 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 Fringes. Yeah, yeah. fringes and so That's a phrase I've not heard before, yeah. but there we go. And bees well into his ABBA and that sort of thing. That was my first sound. album, actually. Yeah. 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 S Club 7's a little bit of a bit. Just a bit more. Yeah, that works for you too. That's always good. So, on the socials then, what's going on there? You said the music's doing well, but where can we find you? Yeah, we're on Spotify, City Lights, all one word. With a Z, not an S, yeah. Apple Music, iTunes, we're on Instagram again, at City Lights, Twitter, at City Lights Music, Facebook, City Lights Music. All of those, go along, check them out. But I mean, are you doing videos as well? Are we seeing you in action? Not yet, so no. So videos, I mean... some live videos. Yeah, we've got some live videos there, but from the I2 Academy, I've got a lyric video yeah. on YouTube for Don't Know Me, the first single. Is that, is that just so if you want to sing it, you've got the words and you know yeah, it's going to come to our shows, you know yeah. the words. Yeah. That's it. Rock, rock out with the boys. Yeah, so yeah. I expect you already know all the words. I, I, yeah. I know three or four of them. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so yeah, we're playing the O2 Academy in January, uh, the 5th. That's our headline show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's a big one Make sure for us. There. Yeah. Yeah. Get down yeah, there. I'll look for guest list tickets for that one. That's how you get me along to most things, is give me free tickets. But it's going to be big. It's going to be the album launch is probably going to tie with that it won't be far off there, will yeah, it? So yeah, we'll see yeah, exactly Are you doing physical copies of the album Absolutely, as well? Absolutely, yeah, vinyl as well. Wow. I'll do a limited vinyl. Actual plastic. Actual plastic. plastic. <laughs> yeah, it's nice when you can buy something yeah, real. It's just it to is, put in a frame because who owns a vinyl player? Mate, vinyl's big now. Vinyl's big now. Is it just me then? Wow, so I can dust mine off, yeah. 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 <laughs> That'll do the job. You'll, you'll be mixing again before you know it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've had the websites, we know what music's going to be coming up, so tell us about the tune you're going to play live for us. You, I'll leave that. That's your song called Had It Up. It's uh, started with a bit of a guitar riff that I wrote at home, brought it to the band, and then the magic It's happened. actually my favourite song coming into the band. Yeah. It's my, <laughs> no, That's not what he says all the time. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> and, and it's always been my favourite one since. Yeah. It's the nicest, nicest tune, I would say. Warm, friendly, lovable. Yeah, yeah. forgive yeah. them if they cry yeah. at the end of it. Okay, that could happen. Yeah, okay, so it's we'll watch out for that.
Rich Kruger has some new music on the way with the release of a brand new album on the 26th of October. He joins me now on the line from the US. Good afternoon. Afternoon. Well, it's morning for you. We'll gloss over the fact that we've woken you up really early to talk about your album. So tell me what's going on because things really started going for you in 2017 and it's all looking rather rosy with this latest release. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting quite exciting, actually. Uh, I just found out actually last night that uh, the album may get nominated for a Grammy, the first one. So it's pretty, pretty cool. That is very, very cool. But uh, the new one, uh, Now Then, has got a single, Don, which uh, we'll listen to in a moment or two's time. A- another compilation of uh, a lot of work that you have done to bring this to uh, old vinyl or digital download or however you choose to be picking up your copy. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the albums were coming for, for years. The idea behind being it Now Then is that uh, about half of the songs, or a little bit less than half the songs, are from the first period of songwriting when I lived in Chicago originally before I moved to LA to pursue a career in medicine. And then the other half of the album for stuff that came out that I, I've written uh, more recently. Uh, and some of the songs are very, very current, including the song Don. And with a song Don as the first single to come out from this, I, you've been doing things like putting a, a video together and all the usual promotion there too? Yes, we, we uh, uh, a woman named Nina Steiner Put together a uh, what's called a, a lyric video of the of the song Don, uh, which has film images behind it, and then the lyrics of the song. It's actually quite compelling. Uh, she does a lot of these for. She works for Bloodshot Records, so she's she's done these for Robbie Folks and other people. Uh, it's a quite an interesting film. That's going to go on out in the next week or so. On uh, you'll be available on YouTube and places like that. So look out for that one, check that out, and get a, a way of exploring the music by seeing the words as well as hearing them. And the words are always important in your songs, aren't they? Well, I think so, yeah. You know, I have, some people say that, it's, <laughs> that they can even be wordy. But that, but that, uh, but that particular song is, an, is, a, is a story song. Um, it talks about someone I, I knew growing up who was a rather strange man. Uh, a, a young guy, and uh, probably is as strange today as he ever was. But it was someone that I hung out with a lot, uh, and then then didn't. <laughs> okay, we'll get the full story in the song Don. And with the album now, then if people want to look out for this, uh, I take it it'll be on the likes of uh, iTunes, etc., that we can easily pick up over here. Yeah, you can get it on iTunes. It's on Spotify, and it'll be on. Uh, Amazon, probably Amazon UK, and CD Baby. So there's lots of access to it, where, however you want to get it. And you've worked with a lot of other people as far as the musicians uh, on this go as well. And and that, again, I think it gives your sound a, uh, an amazing rich tapestry of you drawing on all sorts of people's talents to enhance your own as well. Yeah, that, it, was, it was always important for me to sort of like to dress the song um up the way that it it, it it seems best suited to me um and fortunately i have a lot of very very good friends who are uh, far better musicians than i'll <laughs> ever be and so they they do a great job with that and and so over the years i i've I've, uh, I've i've made friends with a lot of really very super uh talented musicians so on the song don uh, my friend Gary Lucas plays uh, a resonator steel guitar. 
Gary made his career uh, early on playing in Captain Beefheart's Magic Band mm-hmm. um, on the last couple of records of that band, and then also was I had a group called God and Monsters, and the original lead singer for that was Jeff Buckley. And uh, so he's uh, he uh, he's really a, a truly amazing guitar player, uh, and uh, he really enhances that song. Other people on the record are my friend Robbie Folks who lives here out, out in the, the suburbs of Chicago, who I, I met uh, 30 years ago. He was uh, back when he was starting out with a bluegrass band in town and uh, was dating a friend of mine. <laughs> and uh, Peter Stample, who's sort of like my second father, Peter, people may know from uh, old groups like the Holy Model Rounders or the Fugs. And so it's, it's a really great, eclectic group of musicians that really sort of bring a, a, a lot to bear in the songs well i mean, based on what i've heard on your grammy nominated album in the past i know all this is going to be absolutely amazing don is the single we'll take a listen to that but uh rich kruger give us the website so people can grab your music and also know what to search for when it comes to looking at this on itunes and spotify etc sure well my website is www rich kruger that's spelled r-i-c-h-k-r-u-e-g-e-r.com so www.richkruger.com and the title of the album is now then uh, one word and uh, it's available everywhere on friday the 26th and right now there are a couple of digital singles available uh, one of which is don Okay, well, we're going to take a listen to Don now. But for now, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to hearing more from you in the very near future. Rich Kruger, thanks again. Thank you very much. I hope your audience enjoys the song. Now's really the time. There's something I must tell you. But I am not going to tell you to believe everything I say Although I swear on my children's heads that all of this is true You should never ever trust anyone who wants to entertain you When I was 14, I made me a friend He was 14 too, but with his beard he looked more like 42 and for the sake of this song, I'm gonna call him Don. But it's all the same to you, cause Don was his name too. And Don, well, Don was very strange, but very, very smart. For instance, he knew more than anyone about World War II. That was in our school where most kids were Jews. The school alumni even included a couple of the Netanyahu's. Well, Don was what we call a contrarian. He quoted Nietzsche, loved Hitler, and said one day he'd join the Klan. But in the burbs of Philadelphia, there were no Kliegels that we knew. And besides, they'd never let him in. See, Don was Catholic, too. And although we weren't yet 15, we rolled out as Daddy's Rolls Royce. It was the nicest ride I've ever had to this day. Don drove us down Broad Street to shop for clove cigarettes and throwing knives. 
And then we took in a matinee of a very famous low coward play. After Douglas Fairbanks Jr. met us at the stage door. Don wanted to talk to him and get his autograph. See, Douglas Fairbanks Jr. knew the actress Greta Garbo real well. And Don, he had stacks and stacks at home of Greta Garbo movie stills. And Don also had stacks of the porno tabloid screw. And claimed his lawyer father knew Al Goldstein well. At 14, I thought I knew a little something about sin. But boy, those rags are open wide. My imagination in both my eyes. But Don's real obsession, his most prized possession, were guns. He had his own private cache of weapons. He even owned a cock on a rifle just like the one that Oswald used. Does if you really believe anything that the government tells us is true? Why would any kid like me who knew that all of this was wrong wanna pal around with a guy like Don? Might as well ask why would Bonnie Parker or Nathan Leopold? Why would Eric Harris hang out with Dylan Cleveland? One day his parents sent Don to a military school. Our parents like his always think they should. Me, I never really tried to keep in touch. I never thought I'd see him again and hoped I never would. Then one day Don reappeared and he beckoned me over to a car. We sat in the front seat and talked. But not that long He wore full military dress And said he was on the run For beating up an officer But by the way It was not his car Rich Kruger here on the Milk Bar. 
Wilson Opera Attic are at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from the 6th through to the 10th of November with the full Monty. I have the boys from the show here with me now. Hello! Hello! Hey. Right, it's, it's, uh, for fellas, this is already an awkward show because I think from the outset we pretty much all know you've got to get your kit off. Really? You didn't sign up for that. <laughs> but so, so let, let, let's meet the characters and work our way around. We'll start off. Hi, my name's Joe, and I play the character of Dave. Hey, I'm Patterson Harrigan, and I play the character of Horse. You've already got a better name than your character anyway, so that's cool. <laughs> I make Mike, and obviously I play Harold. Right? And my name's Stephen, I play the part of Malcolm. I'm Jake, I play the part of Ethan. And I'm Dominic, and I play the part of Jerry. Now, you're the, you're the worst protagonist in this, I think, pretty much, aren't you? I am, yes, yeah, so that's probably fair. I'm the, the worst in this, yeah. is, if you want to put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, it, it's a big show, and Bilston are used to putting on big shows. Mm -hmm. uh, and you've got, say, quite treacherous parts in, in all of this, and it's the parts that we possibly get to see that could be the scary bit for you boys. Well, the, you hardest can't thing, the hardest thing I think so far for uh, well me is the thong. Getting used to the thong. <laughs> no, so th thongs are tricky, yeah, but I, it's a tricky thing. The, it, it is a case of putting clothes on purely to take them off on stage. It's quite a bit strange. So, who hands up? Who's done some stripping before? Yeah, I think pri private's pretty much uh, allowed. So <laughs> let's dwell on that then. So um, you've. Um, I was, all? I, I, I was briefly part of a charity strip group called Brief Encounter. Mm -hmm. There you go. That was, uh, that was, that, that's all there is to say, really. That was, uh, <laughs> 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 it was brief and there was an encounter. <laughs> okay, so that, that does the job. But has that mentally prepared you for, for what is ahead? Because are, are you are you nervous? Uh, I am. Yeah, 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 yeah I would say so. If, if you weren't so. nervous, it wouldn't We've be right. We've been practicing, obviously, and. Um, and that's helped, uh, but of course, nothing's going to prepare us, I don't think, for the first time we actually do it on the Grand Theatre stage. Yeah. In front of what's going to be a, a busy show. Yeah, it's, it's already yeah. selling well. It's already selling well. Really well. Yeah. And, and that's all, that, really well, all down so. to you guys, isn't it, really, to be fair? They're the ones that are coming to see, so. Well, they're in the Chippendale. But has there been any pre show work that you've been doing? Been down the gym quite a bit? You've been supposed to be put on weight, aren't you? I'm supposed to be putting on weight, yeah, I've been trying very, very hard, eating two McDonald's a day and it's still not working, but I am a postman. And okay, yeah, so I you're walking walk too out. much off. <laughs> uh, anybody else been to the gym? Oh, I've, yes. I've got a nine-week-old baby, so the, uh, all of my time is taken up okay. by this and baby. But I mentally go to the gym. But that way. I mentally you've go certainly to the gym. thought about it. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. And I keep telling myself, oh, I've got time. And it's, no. it's a few weeks. You'll, be, you'll, you'll be great. But I think that that's part of the charm, isn't it? It is about a group of normal blokes who yeah. go out yeah. there and yeah. decide to yeah. turn things around in their lives. Yeah. And they have a bit of a laugh doing it. And it must be brilliant fun doing the show. I know the team from Bilson are great to work with, aren't they? Yeah, yes. I think we got on really well as well, haven't we? We're as a six. Yeah. We've, yeah. We've, yeah. we've gelled very quickly, and that's been important. Yeah, well, you get show. to meet the front of the stage at the end, don't you? I do. So if I've even got to look at your backside, so you've <laughs> got to get on there. <laughs> I think Bill's been a friendly too. group anyway, yeah. um, and, and, and the girls have been great, the other lads have been great in the show, but I think particularly our six have gelled really, really well. Yeah. Laura's been superb with us as well. So, oh, yeah. um, she's and, part uh, of our little gang. Part, part of our little yeah. gang, yeah. 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 I think she's the only female in the men's chat. So it's been great fun, we've had great fun in rehearsals and really looking forward to doing the show. And dare we ask, are there any other techniques for making you look your best on stage? 
Literary Festival takes place in November with a little bit of a teaser event coming up at the end of this month too. There's absolutely loads going on and people are going to be travelling from all over the country for a fantastic series of events. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Annie Ashworth. Hello. Hello, hello. So you've got a a, a huge programme and you've got to get things going. An event on Sunday the 28th of October. Yes, we do. We've got Jodie Pico coming to kick it off. This isn't actually only our winter series of events. The main festival happens at the end of April, beginning of May, Mm -hmm. in the spring. Um, But we have a series of events in the winter because it's just so many you know, great books out. We just couldn't resist, really. Um, so we have the, the American writer Jodie Pico is coming to talk about her new book, which is called A Spark of Light. And she's with us a week on Sunday. And then over the um, following weekend, the beginning of November, we have um, the BBC World Affairs editor, John Simpson, who's just written his first novel, um, which could be interesting. I think it's fairly mm-hmm. autobiographical. Um <laughs> The historian Lucy Worsley, who is very popular on on uh, television, she loves um, well known for her dressing up as uh, the character she's talking about. And she's talking about Queen Victoria, um, and we have the uh, Channel Four News presenter Kathy Newman, um, who I think I'm really looking forward to seeing because I think she'll be fascinating, uh, talking about the great women that we never hear about who have achieved amazing things throughout history, and of course. Some of your uh, listeners may have heard of Dermot McCulloch, who's written this sort of definitive book on Thomas Cromwell, um, which, again, I think will be fascinating. And the BBC economics editor, Carmel Ahmed, who is the only man I know who can make sense of economics. (laughs) 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 And we have a a day of events for children as well. We have Andy Stanton, who uh, has written the the Mad Mr. Gum books. And then we finish on the 17th of November. We have the, the legendary Sir Michael Parkinson, who is talking about his relationship with George Best. Um, they were, you know, not only did he interview him many times, but I um, I believe they were great friends. So I think that would be a fascinating discussion um, about, a, a, you know, one of the greatest footballers of all time. But, of course, Parkey is a legend. So Absolutely. Uh, he, will be, uh, he will be fascinating. So, yeah, it's, it's a really fun event, of, uh, a fun series of headline events. Um, which is a bit of a sort of taster of what we do during the main festival in the spring. So lots to keep people interested. That main part of the autumn and winter stuff is the 9th through to the 17th of November. Now, your kids' day is on the 10th, so that's going to be absolutely huge. And, And what does it cost to get involved in all of these events? I take it each one's ticketed differently. 
they are ticketed differently in some events with Jodie Pico, for example, the ticket is £20, but that includes a signed copy of her book. Um, but most of the events are between sort of 10 and 14 pounds. So it's, it's a, it's a, you know, not expensive. Um, you know, lots of really kind of interesting discussion and, and interesting, you know, interesting events. And of course, you get the chance to meet the, the speakers when they sign copies of their books. There's a chance to kind of chat to Lucy Worsley and chat to Jodie Pico, chat to Michael Parkinson. So really, really great opportunity. Well, other great stuff too includes the 80th anniversary celebration of the Beano, including a drawing workshop. Yes, yes, exactly. Any of us who grew up with the Beano, and the Beano is increasing in popularity now. And that event, is, sadly, is sold out. Um, it's already sold out. With one of the uh, the people who currently draws the Beano will be with us, showing showing us how it's done. But um, it's been so popular. In fact, we've released a few more tickets, and they went straight away. So <laughs> it's obviously very popular. But will you be making your own unicorn Christmas decoration, though? Yes, I would definitely make my own unicorn Christmas decoration. Yeah, that's going to be fun again. That's that's for younger kids, that sort of three to six-year-olds. You can um, come and have a crack at making your own unicorn for, to hang on the tree. That sounds fantastic. So there is something for everybody in some way or form at this event and loads of different price points as well. So hopefully everyone can yeah, afford to get absolutely. along. And I mean, absolutely. if you're going to head down to anywhere to a literary festival, Stratford is the place to do it. With obviously a massive literary history as well. So you can uh, check all of that out at the same time as coming down for a, an event as well. Absolutely. And it's all on our website, which is stratlitfest.co.uk. So stratlitfest.co.uk, the box office for all the events is 033 0333663366. And you can find out what's going on down there and get involved in some of the brilliant events at stratlitfest.co.uk. And enjoy, as we head towards Christmas, a chance to check out. And getting a signed book is a fantastic Christmas gift, isn't it? absolutely it's a brilliant present yeah absolutely you can't beat it you can inspire somebody to read and they can maybe get an autograph of their favorite author as well yeah. well Annie, thank you for joining us thank you for letting us know more and we look forward to uh, seeing what's going on during the uh, spring section of this too i hope to speak to you then yes please lovely speak to you then that's your lot for this week thank you so much for joining us back with episode 488 next week i'll see you then to for now goodbye from the milk bar 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 yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar yeah.